0: Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the starvel podcast. Today is episode 6 and I am Jim who is once again joined by my ever-present co-host and friend Ben. Hello. Hi Ben. Right, we are here today to talk about Loki episode 4 and we oh, have a lot a to big say day. on that because it's a big day. We're going to be talking about that probably at length. Um we're going to be here for a while for part 1 I imagine. Um, and afterwards we have a little bit of a break and we will then be talking about and discussing the second chronological not chronology, the second release Star Wars movie which is The Empire Strikes Back got a lot to say about that, very fun film not really spoiling us to say we're both big fans of it but that will come in the back end and for now we've got to talk about Loki episode 4 which is titled The Nexus Event and that really is what this episode is, not just the Nexus event in context to the show, but sort of the MCU itself this is where things sort of start to open up, we, we yeah. find out more about the TVA uh, is, this... the characters themselves yeah. find out it all goes off the rails
1: Sh- shit hit the fan, to put it lightly
0: yeah, it was it was a proper Gerard and the shit into the fan from 30 Yards Yeah, it was, oh it was great it started off sort of um actually it starts off with a flashback sort of uh, how sylvie was taken by the tva which i yeah really enjoyed and i didn't i didn't think that was where it was going to go when it opened but as soon as obviously you see you know what's going to set up you don't see anything too mental i think we all from what you said last week and some of the promo images that we saw that sylvie was taken as a child you know last week she said i barely remember my home or my mom or whatever mm. Um, which obviously tells you that she's been on the run since she was really, really young, and we see that here. And it was Ravona Rentley herself that actually yeah, uh, yeah. took her. Uh, she was very important, day, in which I really substitute. enjoyed. Yeah, she gets a lot of shine because she's she's quite a big character um, for a lot of the theories that a lot of people have got, which we'll discuss uh, a little bit towards the end of the episode. And she's not really had a lot to do, despite clearly having an important role in the TVA. And this is where she really, really comes into the story.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: She was a lot of fun here. Um, G- uh, Gugu and Bethany Raw gives a really good performance, particularly because she's she's been stern, obviously, in the last few episodes. But like, she she shows a lot of emotion in this one. Uh, we also yeah, see her like, very well. yeah, we also meet the timekeeper. I say meet the timekeepers. We see her go and we speak yeah. to the timekeepers at the very beginning of the episode, and there are three of them. Which in my head went, oh, okay, so they are real they're being controlled by someone still probably kang no but
1: mate at least it, they're even, real. It, even even in the opening when i saw rare, like i saw the lift open and i saw them sat there and i was like they're not real
0: i i thought they were real but they were just kind of pawns and um i mean i'm not doing a spoiler that we already know as we find out at the very end of the episode they the they're fucking robots they're robots that's the, even if they even if we all thought they were fake um, like I said, I didn't. I thought they were real beings being controlled, but that's neither here nor there. I didn't. No one thought they were going to be robots, right?
1: Well, no. I, I mean, I don't think I, I excluded the idea that they could be robots, but they're yeah, not. I you. Suppose it never comes up. Yeah, it's not your go-to, is it?
0: No. But um, we'll discuss the sort of surroundings around that uh, later in the episode because obviously we open with Sylvie and then we move to uh, title sequence after Ravona goes and sees the.
1: Timekeepers, and we cut back to Lamentis. Yeah, I've got my timeline perfect. No, no time for, passes um, between any of the episodes. They've all been very sequential. No, it.
0: Yeah, I think there's probably a couple of hours between like one and two. Yeah. And two. They've all. It's quite a straight story, which makes you realise that Loki's probably like two or three days ago was getting like slammed into the ground by the Hulk.
1: Yeah. Like that, Like he should still be sore. It left me wondering, like has has Thanos died yet in the in the sacred timeline yeah the tva is weird cuz it says like if
0: if this really is if it really does run parallel to like um the sacred timeline itself then at this point they everyone they always know but you do see them jump back to the 40s and the 1500s and the 2050s they always say they've got to come in, in real time so i just Little inconsistency, I don't really know. I think, I imagine most of them know most of the secret timeline, even though they say it's not been finished yet.
1: Yeah. Uh, Well, I think what they're trying to. I think what they mean by going in in real time is that they can't. Like, once they detect a branch, they have to go in as they detect it rather than, like, seeing that there's a branch and then go in 30 seconds before the branch was detected. Do you know what I mean? If it's in the future. Yeah, yeah,
0: I suppose yeah cuz if obviously to stop a branch it has to happen and if you go back and stop it from happening you don't stop it and yeah, yeah they yeah, explain yeah.
1: that all in episode 2
0: yeah episode, i need to rewatch episode 2 cuz I, I, I think even after today's episode which was absolutely stellar mm. i think episode 2 might still just edge it just because it's episode 2 was kind of my niche of shit that i like to see in kind of tv shows and stuff but i think i think as, i think the next a episode piece of drama, the next episode is going to blow it all out the water Oh God, I can't wait. I'm gonna talk about that at the end because um we got a theory right. Yeah, we did. we've got our first theory correct. You got two. Uh but we'll talk about that we'll talk about that right at the very end. because um, I, I I do want to kind of stay in chronological order today. Um Yeah, what happens next? Yeah. Oh well, um, we have the opening Oh yeah, there are still in Lamentus. Yeah, r- yes, well go
1: back to um like the opening on Asgard with Sylvie being taken by Ravona. That's also like, I I think that's a bit more proof of them not being created by the TVA because in that scene, Ravona is just a hunter. She's not like, because as we see it in the in the in the present, she's like, she's like one of the top people, if not the top person. Yeah, it's it's clear that she's had a career and grown. Whereas if they were if they were created, she roles, would always have been in the position that she has now.
0: Yeah, and you. Could, I suppose you could explain that away by going, yeah, they're created, and they don't age, but they still learn things, and so they get better. But, that, yeah. but if they learn things and get better, and so
1: do the people at the very top, and therefore they don't move. But, yeah, but if these people... So. If, this, like, if there's these people that can create beings, they wouldn't have to create people that need to learn. They would just create them yeah. to be Great in the position that beings. they need them for, yeah.
0: They'd never... And realistically, if they did create the Sacred Timeline to be properly sacred and perfect... It wouldn't need the TVA. It's just more shit that adds up to the TVA. It just He's yeah. clearly also, bollocks.
1: When Sylvie is brought to the TVA as a child, a a a man is brought in, and you haven't seen A Man and the Wasp, and this annoys me, because I think that is Louise, with long hair, Ooh. when he's in prison with Scott.
0: I don't know who Louis. Oh, Louise is in... Um, just the narration it's played yeah. by uh, Michael Peña. Yeah. Oh, okay, I know who Luis is. I didn't pick up on that actually. I have seen
1: Ant-Man 1 though, so I know Luis is. It really looked like him. Particularly. If it is, from then... the scene in Ant-Man 1, uh, Ant-Man 2. If it is, then
0: I'm just going to say that Kang is confirmed at this point.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: to be in Loki because he's the villain of Ant-Man 3 as most people know. Um, and he all the rumors are going around that he will be in this show and Jonathan Majors hasn't said no. Mm-hmm. He did get asked about whether or not he turned up, and he said, "I have no idea what you're talking about," which is the same when someone says, "Did you kill this person?" You go, "I don't know what this person is." Doesn't mean you didn't kill them. Just means you That's say true. you don't know. Um, and I think it's kind of that. Um, so someone from Ant Man showing up.
1: If it is, just it really looked uh, ties like up him a little and it more. sounded like him, but like the timing wouldn't match up. But then again, yeah, it's a I, timeless I still plan, don't think it really so. makes sense.
0: Yeah, it's I'm still can't quite get my head around the TVA, and that's kind of what I enjoy about it. A yeah, little it's bit, kind of the point of. as well. Yeah, they still feel mysterious, mm. even though um, all these layers are getting pulled back. It still feels like you don't quite understand how it works because it it runs like a nineteen sixties administrative business. It's boss.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, so then we go back to Lamentis. Lamentis. Sylvie. Yeah, Sylvie and Loki on Lamentus. I still don't like the sort of romantic chemistry no, between don't them. Don't like it. But I do, I do quite enjoy it. the episode. Does state it as weird, and the more it goes on, the more it
1: feels. Sylvie yeah, he finds it a little bit weird. The fact that Mobius, like, calls him out on it, and like, I think what they're basically trying to get at is that Loki is so narcissistic that he could only ever be in love with himself.
0: Yeah, and also sort of, he's never really known what it's like to feel like love or affection for someone in that kind of way anyone but himself so when he meets someone that he just gets on with because it's it is weird because he doesn't get it yeah yeah and i'm really excited to see it. I'm, i sort of i'm rooting for him but i really just don't want it to happen yeah i know because I it does it to weird me out no neither do i um but it is out of context uh not knowing that if you didn't know they were the same person it's a genuinely really nice and touching moment between the two characters. I, genu- I really, really enjoy it. Yeah. They um, And the, they gave us... Them t- connecting.
1: Oh, yeah, that's what caused or it, the... Uh, yeah. well, that's what you think causes the Nexus event, anyway.
0: Yeah, I'll go into this very first theory they got from the episode now because uh, I thought this through and I've got a few connections for it, which makes me think it's worth talking about. Um, The implication of when this Nexus event is created is that the two are having this bond and this connection which creates the nexus event but they did have those kind of never to the same extent but they did have that connect that sort of connection earlier on the train which if that's what caused the nexus event later why wasn't it caused on the train and so i believe that the reason the nexus event was created it happens right before the meteorite that causes a shockwave that absolutely would have killed them the Nexus event starts right before that hits, so I reckon the the Nexus event and the breaking of the timeline that was caused there would have been the death of one of those characters, if not both.
1: Yeah, but they hadn't died yet, so
0: yeah, exactly. Because but you could feel it was coming, like it, it was coming, and if the someone really, if someone really is controlling the timeline, which I do think they are a little bit, okay. And the TVA, they have a they have a plan, and when the TVA have systems that notice the difference, it picks it up. I think it was the death of one or both of those characters okay. who may or may not be involved in some sort of timeline plan. Um, I'm not 100% sure on it, but it just it feels like there's more to that.
1: Which, the timing if, of it just if feels that's too the perfect. Case, I would put that down as a point for the person behind the mask being another Loki.
0: Yeah, which I still think is the second most likely. Yeah. Candidate behind Kang, 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 the Conqueror.
1: There's so much, there's so much that points to Koo-chee both Kang. options, and that's why um that, that's why I'm so excited because <laughs> I'd be very very happy with either. Yes, like so either I. one, I wouldn't be disappointed if it like it, because it's not the other.
0: Yeah, my theory of because I had a theory of if it was a low key specifically who it would be, uh, that was proven essentially wrong in this episode. Like I said, we'll get to that later and that mid credit scene. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't mind, I still think the Loki, I still think it could be a Loki, I think that's the second most likely candidate behind Kang the Conqueror, Uh, I think there are another few candidates, but they don't really matter um, in the grand scheme of things, I think it is definitely one of those two, Um, but I just think that's a theory that I think could hold some weight, I'm not 10% sure on it, but I'm I'm definitely going to keep it in the back of my my mind to think about, and that's why I've documented it in such detail here, And then, after that, they are taken to the TVA, uh, brought back and separated in a slightly over-melodramatic moment when they split. They seem to go really heavy on the romance from that moment forward. Yeah,
1: that's when it kind of gets It's like my only problem with the episode. To be fair, it's my only problem with the last three episodes.
0: My only problem with the show. Yeah. And even then, I can ignore it and just see it from a contextless perspective to make myself enjoy the show more. Yeah. Which at the end of the day, I do just want to enjoy the show. I don't expect the fact that a Marvel they... TV show to be a masterpiece.
1: Yeah. I just want it to be fun. The, the fact that they call it out, they call him out on it. Mobius calls him out. That does make me feel a bit better. And the fact that they yeah, I'm glad of, it was Mobius. As they're well. trying to pin it all down on him, just being narcissistic, and they they kept driving this point home in this episode that Loki is alone. He doesn't have anyone. So the only person
0: that Ridiculous. obviously the Lady Sith bit being the most on the nose thing you could possibly have it yeah. as.
1: Which was a good call. it's she a keeps great cameo to... by the way.
0: Yeah. The fact that no one clocked that Jamie Alexander had been on set as well, I'm quite glad. Well, she, she had to record like three and a half seconds worth of scenes to yeah. be fair to her. But she's not been in the MCU. She wasn't in Ragnarok, was she? She was the only one of that gang that didn't show up.
1: Yeah, and even so even not... then those people got like ten seconds of screen time, that they just all get died. murdered.
0: And they all died. Yeah. They recast uh, Zachary Levi in a role, and no one noticed. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's the first time we've seen Lady Sif on screen since the, the Dark, Dark World. World yeah. um, but she was in several episodes of Agents of Shield, which I've not watched, and I'm not going to. Fair enough. So it's not, I don't, it's, as far as it's I'm concerned, she was anyway. last in Thor: The Dark World. No, it was kind of. I think the first like three seasons are canon, and then they just do their own thing.
1: Well, I think. I think. Kevin Feige said just before One Division came out that it's it's good that they can have TV shows that are canon. Which yeah, fair enough.
0: I'm still I'm still counting Daredevil as canon though,
1: just because yeah. quality. because it doesn't, they... af- it doesn't affect anything in yeah, its quality. and in Daredevil they make references to like the Battle of New York and stuff. Yeah, so it it doesn't fuck up
0: any timeline stuff, no. and it's really good, so we can keep it. And hopefully, the uh, the guy that plays him is not Spider Man because I'd like that. Yes, I'd really like to see uh, Charlie Cox as Charlie well. Cox. And then it sa- also sets up Vincent D'Onofrio to potentially play Kingpin in a Spider Man film, which I just
1: would love. Yeah.
0: So much. I love Kingpin. He always works better as a Daredevil villain, though, just because Daredevil's a bit more brutal of a character than Spider Man. True. And Kingpin's a mob boss, so you do get more brutality. True. Um, so I reckon Kingpin will show up in Loki as the final villain. I'm joking. <laughs> um, but yeah, they'd... obviously, I was glad to see Mobius and Loki back. I'm glad that. And Mobius did deal with him personally. He wasn't like he just got taken away. Mobius was like, "No, I'm gonna. I'm giving you shit. You've you're you're a dick." Yeah,
1: that was essentially. And he did what call him a bad friend, call him an arsehole and a bad friend. Yeah,
0: which I was like, okay, they do have a connection, and that's when I sort of I knew that Moore was gonna there was something was gonna happen with Mobius in this episode, which it does. it does. But after seeing what happened when Loki gets pruned, Mobius isn't dead.
1: Yeah, and Mobius getting pruned. Put the idea of, in my, in, it put the idea in my head of, I don't think People you die if prune, you get pruned. pruned. Yeah. But like, don't get me wrong. You go somewhere. I kind. It's basically. I, death. I kind of thought that they, like, because they do it to Mobius, and I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe, maybe he's not actually dead. But then they do it to Loki as well, and you're like, oh shit, they, have they actually just killed Loki with two episodes left? Genuinely,
0: I um... I watched this in a really weird way for anyone that's listening. I watched the first half an hour on my lunch break in work and then watched the last 20 minutes in my car before I drove home. Um, so I just like like a big gap between Mobius getting pruned and Loki getting pruned to think about things and not once did I pick up on the fact that he might not be dead. Mm-hmm. So I was just sat in my car in the swelter in um, British Summer heat, just going, oh my God, they killed Loki. Oh my God, I just lost it. I genuinely <laughs> thought they'd killed him and it would then be a Sylvie show going forward. That's not the case. Oh, no, it's not. <clears throat> it's not the case. Um. Again, we will discuss it later because I do want to talk about that end credit scene as the very last thing because I've got a lot to say about it. Uh, all good, uh, happily. Yeah. But, um. yeah, L- Mobius and Loki back together. Mobius calling Loki a bad friend, definitely friends. Put the idea in your head that something sad might happen because they've specified they have a good yeah. relationship. Or they had a good relationship, yeah. and he throws him through a time door, which was red. I imagine to signify bad. Yeah, um, it puts him in a time loop cell of a bad memory, where Lady Sif just continuously knees him in the balls and punches him in the face. That is, that is a that is a <laughs> that is a very harsh punishment. There is absolutely no worse way to punish anyone with a set of cock and balls <laughs> than to just continuously hit them in them. Yeah, over and over for eternity. Yeah, and then even worse, you go, oh my god, I'm think I'm gonna be sick, and then you just get knocked out. Yeah. In fact, to be fair, in that way, at that point, I'd want to be knocked out because I wouldn't have to think about the pain anymore. I'd
1: die, to be honest.
0: Yeah, Tom Hiddleston. As much as I love him in this show, and just in this role in general, stuff like getting it in the balls or being pissed like he was the other week, he does sort of undersell them a little bit, doesn't he? I know what you mean. I know he doesn't want to be comedic, but. If you've ever seen anyone get properly whacked in the balls, they do react like it's slapstick comedy, and he just goes "ooh" and keels over a little mm-hmm.
1: bit.
0: But who cares? Um, but it's not it's it's not a criticism, it's is it? A criticism. It's Tom, it's Tom fucking Hiddleston, and I'm some weird
1: twat on the internet with a microphone and an opinion. Yes, you are. You are weird. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, I've got no problem with. But that. But then Loki tells Mobius about the reality of the TVA and that he had a you can kind of he had an existence you can kind of tell Mobius yeah
0: you can kind of tell Mobius believes him sort of right away because he yeah because he goes to he asks a couple of questions he starts kind of
1: like he starts like prodding the question but like I don't know here's the thing with Ravona. I don't know if she is sincere in anything that she says I think she does like Mobius because she's not got
0: anything to That's
1: what I mean. I don't know. She doesn't
0: gain anything does she? Is apart she yes, she might get better ops out of him but also you know, if you we've both had jobs, you don't have to be friends with your boss for them to get the best idea. You. you just sort of have to respect them.
1: Yeah, I'd, it doesn't like, always help
0: with some people.
1: I don't know whether she actually does consider him a friend or whether she is just being She the did look genuinely hurt when he was pruned. Yeah. But also, she could just be doing it to, like,
0: keep him in line. She could be... Yeah, they could prune him. And if they do have access to that reality, that they go where they are pruning spoilers. Yeah. Um, they'll pull him back out and go, don't fucking mess about because we'll leave you in that place. Mm-hmm. The bad place.
1: But, yeah, we, um, I, 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 I yeah. do think that... Um, I do think that Mobius believed him from the start. He just had to kind of go to Ravona get clarification... And she didn't give him enough answers because she was clearly trying to hide something. Oh, she doesn't give him any answers. She just tells him,
0: shut up. Yeah, and then he... he, he just It's like he walks up to her and goes, oh, if I know this thing. He
1: goes, shut up. She, he nicks her tempad pad and then finds um, basically evidence of Ravona being involved in the apparent death of C20. Yeah, it's the video where she's
0: saying, right, okay, the, I know what I saw. She didn't make them. They were real. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, it, her, it was C20 realising no, that not. she's a variant. Yeah, which um, I think probably I'm now realising happens with everyone that's enchanted, the, obviously from the TVA, because B15, who was like the hardcore TVA, mm-hmm. I'm just going to beat you she up faults. because that's my job yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, she, she ends up coming is, to their rescue. She, yeah, she doesn't just go oh my god she created memories and that fucked me up she like she knows in the back of her head and as soon as mobius is told he has suspicions and i just think it's probably something along the lines of they their memories haven't been erased they've just been suppressed over hundreds of years and they're told you're a tva worker you're a tva worker you're a tva worker to the point where they just don't remember a time where they weren't and they just assume they are Uh and obviously once they realise that, they're then told that they are TVA workers, that's what they're created for. And as soon as they're told they're not, something in the back of the brain goes, hang on, you've got a couple of these, yeah, these things that you like, just, they might be memories. just
1: flicks on. Yeah. It's, it's like a guff feeling that just sort of comes into place. Yeah. Yeah, and but I, I was a bit disappointed that we didn't get to like see uh, B-15's memories like we just, the, yeah, the, the camera that, just kind of zooms in on her face. Yeah, but I also did
0: enjoy that scene of she goes in, she takes Sylvie, and she's like puts her weapon down. She's yeah, like, I, I genuinely just want to talk. She basically she just takes her back it. to Haven Hills. Yeah, she just takes her to Haven Hills, and you know, Sylvie in that moment could just enchant her, get the collar off, and leave. But she, she shows that side of Loki that we learned, we got in the the later films, which is the more caring want to help people, the more good. Yeah, doesn't want to be a bad guy. I I don't want to be a bad guy anymore. The the mega mind side to them, yeah. and she does help her. She just she lets her see the memories and she lets go, and she happily she doesn't happily, but she goes back to the TVA collar on. Cause I but also I imagine she's back in mind she's like, okay, I've got her here. I've got one of their best operatives on my side now.
1: Yeah, but like even the same way looks, she yeah. so she clearly B fifteen knows something like fishy has gone on with C twenty, so she's like asking questions. And I don't know, it was like, I got the impression that she kind of came to her own realisation that she was not created by the TVA, even though she, like, it, it, it's like she she realises, but she doesn't want to believe it, so she still says to Sylvie, like, no, no, I was created by the TVA, nah, nah, nah. and then she says, like, well, I'll just prove it to you.
0: Yeah, it's like when you realise something that, um you just don't want to believe you can't not believe it but you just tell yourself it's not true yeah. that's kind of it's that like... position that she's in she's like there is no way what i saw there isn't real
1: but it can't it can't be real mm-hmm. it's like in revenge of the it sith did... when anakin and palpatine are having that chat about like the whole like um anakin's still trying to cling on to the idea that the jedi are the good guys they use their powers for good and then Palpatine hits him with you know the the good as a point of view it's 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 similar but done
0: better and slightly more subtly yeah uh, and not not it's not done subtly
1: it's just cuz it's very obvious but it's not it's just stated yeah shown not told yes exactly well um, kind of not I, really cuz we if we if we were shown we would have shown it we, like we would have seen her memories and stuff but it, it doesn't really. Yeah, matter. no, but we're yeah, showing the com- we're showing the conflict through
0: just good acting, yeah. and good blo- good directing of the scene. Um, and Sylvie just goes back, toddles back into the T- TVA, sits there, and goes, mm-hmm, "Whatever they do, I've got someone on my side now." And B fifteen is on her side. She's great in this episode. She sort of, she was just the hard knock in the, the last three episodes. Yeah, and now she really does show growth as a character. And that, yeah, she was a human. She is a human, and she goes through human shit, and she changes her mind. Yes, um, and she comes to the rescue yeah.
1: in the in the final fight as well.
0: Yeah, after Mobius has been pruned and been caught and told Loki, "I believe you." Yeah, and he goes to leave. He has a great speech and a callback to an earlier conversation with Ravona, where she asks, "You can go anywhere in all the time. Like, when do you go?" And he never answers her. Yeah. Um, but he responds, "I'd go back to where I'm really from. Like, maybe I've got a family. Maybe I've got
1: a jet ski. <laughs> you definitely have." Oh, if you're playing Owen Wilson. Yeah, if it's we, definitely Owen I Wilson. I think that'll be a. I think that'll be a mid-credit scene of the final episode. It's just Owen Wilson on a jet yeah. ski. It'll end in some
0: like like Mobius will get a conclusion, and then the show itself will conclude. We'll get a mid-credit scene setting up the rest of the show, and then we'll get setting up like Doctor Strange or whatever. Yeah. And then we'll get an end credit end scene, credit which scene. is just Mobius just on, a, on, jet on a jet ski.
1: Yeah, we'll get some like emotional goodbye between Loki and Mobius. Of him like going back to his original timeline, uh, because that'll be allowed now because the multiverse and the the sacred timeline will just be fucked, Uh, and then we'll get an end credit scene with him on a jet ski and it'll 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 be amazing. If that doesn't happen, I'm so excited for it. strongly worded letters will be being sent.
0: It also has to be like. Corny as hell, like oh, yeah. goes and They have me. to fully he lean into, into it. He flies into the camera and it freeze frames yeah. with him yeah. on his face in other ways. Yeah, fades out to like ocean Man. screen wipe. <laughs> o- yeah. to ocean, ocean man. Yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm gonna draft the letter if that doesn't yeah. happen, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna send it if it doesn't happen. That's gotta be fantastic. You get that horrific death of Mobius, horrific death in massive quotation marks. Yeah, um, and then Sylvie. And Loki are taken in front of the timekeepers. Yeah. And like, we get to hear we get to hear them speak. Not hear what they say, but they definitely speak. Yes. Cause I I definitely didn't understand the word two of them. Say. Oh no, I had to I had to watch it again with subtitles on. Yeah, I still don't know. I I kinda knew what the first was. I get the gist of it. They're just taking the piss and saying
1: we're gonna kill you yeah. variant. Yeah, yeah. And like I kind of they were I think they were real animatronics, you know. Like
0: they weren't CGI. Nah, I think I I it might be a uh, what's it called like a Jurassic Park thing where there are real animatronics and they tapped up with CGI. Probably but yeah. But they looked because
1: uh, they looked fairly TV CGI. Well, right, I, I, think I think maybe when they were close up it was a bit CGI, but p- particularly when they first walk in I think I could tell instantly that they weren't real. It looked it it looked it was
0: either one of the best green screens I've ever seen or like a half practical set uh, yeah because there, there had to be some to get the colours and stuff was, yeah I think like for the size of it and stuff and the way they interacted. obviously the stairs are going to be real mm-hmm. and stuff but just bits of the wall looked really good I think it didn't look maybe like just a green screen that print.
1: platform that they stood on and the wall behind the timekeepers I think that might have been real they'll have had and something on, on the, the wall side, for so the probably to talk to screen. as well
0: yeah They'll have had. They'll probably had like, yeah, like animatronic models to model the movements so the actors can follow where they go. Yeah. Um, and then they've just tapped up the movements. To but look, the movement
1: um, of, of like the arms and like, the body felt very real. Like when the when the guy like puts his fist down on on the side of the chair, that felt very real. And it might be mocap. To be fair, it might have got a bit of mocap in. Not real, as in like it looks like a human did it. It looks real, as in like a robot did it. And someone's like oh, physically I, had to I, I didn't move notice. the arm.
0: Oh, my. I, I didn't notice in my either. And also, we'll, we'll find out in that making of that they're definitely yeah, covering out yeah. in like three weeks. Um, also,
1: when Sylvie kills, in quotation, the middle one, who seemed to be like the main one. I think he's pre- he's always in the middle of
0: all the yeah. shots, and he was the one that people thought was the main one because he looks the most like tank. Yeah. But obviously, that's um, dead.
1: But I don't think that really, <clears throat> that's not relevant now. Um, so yeah, like when yeah when Sylvie throws the sword at him and his head comes off the other two start laughing and it was quite creepy oh, but like terrifying. the way they were the way they moved it felt like they were real obviously like, it holds no bearing on the the plot or whatever but I, if they were if they oh, were no, real that would be very a cool, cool
0: thing to watch it? it's like on Mad Max Fury Road is more fun when you realise that most of it is practical yeah. effects and like also like, someone's yeah. gonna get to take those home and that that'll be a cool <laughs> thing to have. Like Like how Ewan McGregor definitely doesn't have any of his. Oh no, he definitely doesn't. No, it doesn't. Absolutely not. Props guy gave me one. No. (laughs) Um, yeah, I that that fight scene's really cool. Um, I like that they're giving him shit, and then obviously Ravona tries to use the collar on them. B fifteen's like, no, I've got character development now. (laughs) Um, and she releases the collars, and B fifteen gets knocked out. And then just disappears for the rest of the scene I that. and the rest of the episode. And she's definitely gonna come back in some way at the very start of the next episode because she will just wake up. Because if they or she were gonna prune pruned. her, you'll have already seen it. I think they'd have showed that. Yeah, maybe. Because she's definitely a character that we care about now. I definitely do anyway. Yeah. Not to, not to the extent of most of the other characters, but it definitely she's got a good character on her now with a journey that I wanna see ended properly. If that isn't a death, that makes sense. Um, I think it'll probably I, it, be in the death. Can't just end there. Yeah, probably. I think most of the TVA people are going to yeah. die. because uh, I, I, I feel like still, a Rogue I, One yeah. type situation. Yeah, where pretty much everyone dies. Yeah. I've, I'm sort of losing the idea that this variant is going to survive. I still think Tom Hilson's going to come back as Loki in some form in the future, but I think that our variant might, might actually die now. I feel like they've <sighs> tied a bow on it. Um, but well, again, we've still got two more episodes after this to come. So they have that awesome fight scene. Um, Ravona's knocked out. Sylvie and Loki kill all the other guards. The timekeepers sound like they're gonna bargain, and Sylvie just goes, "Nope." Yep. And just lobs the sword, goes straight through the did head. Not, did the not expect that timekeeper. was how the curtain would be pulled back. No, and but to be fair, I think fucking shot as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't have been able to. I'd have needed a few more goes on the fairground before I'd have been able to attack that. Oh. But I feel like the initial response of them laughing was sort of the idea of, oh, shit, maybe they're not dead or something. But I spotted the sparks as soon as it hit her. Yeah. Like, I, I think a lot of people will have done yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, they're robots. I think I did say that out loud just in the car. Yeah. I just went, oh, it's robots. Um. But that was a genuinely, oh, shit. They, they did it. They are really good. They're doing something. Yeah. And I'm 99% sure they're going to give us Kang the conqueror here which i just yeah. it's a th- it's a theory that wasn't about before the show started and there weren't really any mad theories for falcon and winter soldier all the WandaVision theories that were, even were it horribly horribly wrong nine, yeah but also 90% of them had been about for months
1: before the show had yeah. come out whereas with this all fake the theory they the it's very smart it is very smart because the way they presented it didn't leave much room to theorize because i i, yeah, I definitely
0: suppose. didn't see it going this way no i didn't especially i thought we'd meet the time i didn't think they'd die like as soon as they turn up i thought it was going to be like a big episode six reveal yeah cliffhanger like kang is revealed and then walks off sort of about, like how dark side was in the Zack snyder's justice league he shows up and he's like i'm fucking here and then that's all you see of him Mm-hmm. Where I thought Kang was going to get that, and I don't think he's going to get that now. I think he might get a proper intro and an episode. Okay. Probably where he wins, because
1: Kang obviously Kang's deal is that he conquers universes. Yeah, and that's what I think. I I think I said this to you before. Yeah. If they do go with Kang, he, Kang has to win. Especially in this show, he does. Yeah. Yeah. In, yeah. I in this they show, are, Kang I think has they've.
0: To win. Yeah i think i don't know if we had this discussion on pod but we definitely had it in person um where i said particularly i'd like to see marvel ditch the the three phase effect and i'd have phase four and five be uh kang and then we move on to galactus and then kang comes back um because he is a time driver he comes from all over the place he has fought galactus himself multiple times yeah um And I'd like to see him do that. I'd love to see him win at the end of this show. And because his deal is always he conquers universes, I think what he might be doing is he's creating and putting into effect um, events in this universe. And I think he could probably do it all around the place um, that will lead to his most likely win, like the death of Thanos, the destruction of the Infinity Stones, Odin, Hela, uh, the Ancient One, Ego. They're all dead before he reveals himself. Okay. And he's been pulling these strings, yeah, through time to give himself the easiest run. Tony Stark is dead. Thor, um, probably from Love and Thunder, will look like he's either dead or out the game. So he's like been Captain America his time. is gone. Yeah, I think that's where we're, what we're gonna get Kang's idea and plan is. Okay, I'll set into event all these motion where all these strong characters go, and they talk about the universe, um, fights order with chaos and the one thing he couldn't account for was the scarlet witch yeah the ultimate piece of chaos in the universe because she's an ex because yeah she exists across all realities and taking all these other characters out does sort of isolate her and yeah she is the strongest but when she's on her own she's less strong because then she is with all these other yeah. people behind her also because like they, how
1: it if this if they go with that idea of Kang has been waiting for all these powerful people to die off, including the villains like Thanos, Ego, whatever. But he's also waiting for Iron Man to die, Captain America to die. That also kind of like gives them an excuse to start rolling in the Fantastic Four, the X Men, the Eternals. Yeah, because Kang was primarily an Avengers.
0: He was an Avengers villain, and then if he didn't show up in Avengers, it was always Fantastic was Four. Fantastic Four. Where he was yeah. introduced. Same with Galactus. That's where isn't he was it? introduced in Fantastic Four. Yeah, Galactus is mainly a Fantastic Four Mm -hmm. villain who progressed to an Avengers threat, which is what Kang did as well. Yeah. So it's just, Kang as a character, if you give him certain story beats, is like the perfect jumping off point for multiple different characters and story threads. And he's he's almost like the perfect plot device of a character, because he is like a plot device who's also really cool to just watch on screen. Mm Yeah, I just, I'll, I'll, I just, I just think it'd be a really good explanation for why he reveals himself now because he's a time traveler. Like, he can come out whenever he wants. So it's he sends people, agents out in time, who pull these strings, who stop characters going certain ways and put yeah. them on certain paths and ensure they do
1: these things, ensure things that happen so that this he is the outcome can, where he wins. Yeah, so that he can set set the universe up for him to win. Yeah, but because, also, I mean, canonically, also if he is in charge of time and if he is in charge of a single timeline he already kind of has conquered like what yeah, what I does suppose. he what would he get out of people knowing that he is in charge of say earth
0: well to be fair he's always been if we're going comic origins he's always just been like a narcissist he's like loki he's a narcissist he was a scientist from the 31st century i think it is yeah um who was just a generic scientist, but they had conquered time travel. So he went back in time to Egyptian times where he was essentially a god. He travelled in a spaceship that looked exactly like the Sphinx. So canonically in Marvel, that's where the Sphinx comes okay. from. Um, and he ruled as a god, but it just so happened that as he landed was also when the Fantastic Four hit some weird thing that sent them back and he was ruling tyrannically as a god and they, they took him down. But he's always had that narcissistic of I am the best. I have to be the best. I have to beat everything. I have to conquer. I can't wait for the Fantastic Four MCU film. Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be so good. John Watts directing as well. Yeah. If if you didn't like the Spider Man films, you're not probably not going to enjoy it. But we
1: really enjoy them, so mm-hmm. we're definitely I just hope it. they get the casting right.
0: Yeah, it's it's very easy to get it wrong, as like actually to be fair, well, no, as the 2014 film did get wrong um and as the 2005 one didn't it just got everything else wrong yeah well
1: i mean uh, jessica Albert is I, as two dimensional well she's not even two-dimensional she's one-dimensional i think th- I, I don't know who the uh, to be the fair that's, that's that's Reed like
0: 75 percent right. ian rifford is actually really good at Lee yeah. richards i will fight that to the grave. and i actually same with actually really chris, like chris evans, evans as the evans human is, torch
1: is, uh, johnny yeah uh,
0: yeah, I also, actually, to be fair, quite like Michael B. Jordan as the Human Torch. I just think his character was written to be nothing like Johnny Storm ever was. Yeah. It was half the problem there. And I haven't, Miles I haven't isn't seen the, the like
1: 2015 Fantastic
0: Four. I have once, and I never want to watch fair it again. Enough. Just ever. Yeah. Just to touch that again, Miles is a really good choice for, like, playing a young Reed Richards mm-hmm. in, like, flashbacks. I because yeah. he still looks he looks about 12 I think he's 30 odd now and he's he still looks like he's about 18 <laughs> just the, there's he, just he, he doesn't work in there's roles there's such a
1: big fanfare for John Krasinski and Emily Blunt to get reading Sue. yeah I don't want them to
0: get it anymore just because it'll be funny if they don't oh no I do want them to just to, to watch well, I'll ultimately uh, like
1: pick who's best for it you know I'd I mean? take
0: John Krasinski I, would, I don't know if I'd take Emily Blunt I know she could play it I just I, it's not I don't really want to see her
1: what's wrong with
0: Emily in that role? I think, I think not, not I just I feel like there could be other actors who could do something more interesting with it because I feel like she'd just play if you've seen Edge of Tomorrow I feel like what she's said about superhero films she doesn't really care about them even for all that money she'd just basically play the same character that she was in Edge of Tomorrow is that the Tomorrow. one with Tom great but yeah it's just, I've seen it before mm. whereas John Krasinski hasn't really done a ton of action roles and I, I think he could do it yeah well, he
1: auditioned like, for Captain America play. didn't he
0: yeah he did it's probably a good job he didn't get it yeah definitely because yeah Chris Evans was perfect I'm, j- I'm really excited to see where this goes because after we find out that um, the time are robots and we get another really cute however inappropriate romantic moment between Sylvie and Loki which I actually to be fair enjoy more than the most because it seems like he's really into it and she's like I'm gonna minute dickhead if mm, no she she seems like she's not into it which I just to me would make it more comfortable. Yeah, I if providing it doesn't happen because if it does happen and she's not into it, that's a whole different kind of words.
1: Okay, it does seem like he's, but, he's lining up to say that like, I love you or something, but also yeah. they could they could keep it platonic,
0: which I'd like them to. But I don't think they're going to, especially not on his end. Or not, I know that. Yeah. Oh, they might. They might have it become platonic have it be like oh no okay this this isn't i was being a narcissistic arsehole
1: yeah
0: i'd actually i'd actually quite like that then because it's the that's character development even though yeah it is and it's it's done well because it's it's really bringing a story up and then changing it in a thingy way because he doesn't get to say anything to her because he
1: gets pruned by ravona renslayer and i thought he was dead yeah I, I think, genuinely thought he was I there. think the fact that he said in the opening when they're on Lamentis um, Sylvie says to him do you think what makes a Loki a Loki is that we always lose and he says we may lose but we never die and I kept that in the back of my head
0: yeah I didn't I've actually forgot about that line yeah. despite having
1: now watched the episode three times but and it's, it, it's, for it's a Loki, great line and it's a perfect description it's completely it. true It's an, they've done another Loki death fake out yeah
0: but it's just I'm at a, it's at a point now where, like, I don't really want him to die. I just want to see other variants of him so that his actual death in Infinity War is the end. But it's not the last we see of him. Like, like his actual death is his death. No more fake outs. But here's some like earlier stuff.
1: Yeah. So because so, I do think I do think that's gonna be fine. This, one. this whole show kind of, it kind of makes his death in Infinity War a bit of a fake out because. Like I, I think that they probably intended that to be the end of Loki's story. And then they've gone back on themselves by making him disappear with the tesseract to set up this show. Not to be fair, because they did,
0: they did film Civil War and Infinity War together. This, uh, Infinity War and Endgame. They filmed it together. They never. That's there was no break in filming. True. They were filming. They were filming Endgame stuff before Infinity War was finished. Oh, right. Tom Hiddleston, Tom Hiddleston knew about Loki's death and the show in twenty sixteen. Oh, like he was informed about that. He signed on for the show. Although I think it was, I think he signed on for the show later. But he was told this is where you're gonna die, but the character's gonna carry on. Okay. Uh, in some other piece of media that we've not finished yet, um, which obviously became a TV show, he knew that before he even filmed Ragnarok. Yeah, that would make sense. Um, so I don't think it was a thingy, but it is. It makes that i like the idea of that is his death but we're gonna give you more because we as long as we don't get to see a variant meet a thor after infinity war and endgame then i'm fine with it because it's its own separate
1: thing then i'm very su- very surprised that we haven't seen a thor yet
0: it yeah I'd, i wouldn't mind seeing a thor variant to be fair but as long as he doesn't meet mainline 616 thor yeah it, n- then yeah i'm quite happy with them to do whatever they if want if it's not Even if it's not Chris Hemsworth, yeah, put Liam Hemsworth in it. Oh yeah, that's a shout. That'll be or Chris Hem or not Chris? What's his other one? There's Liam Chris and there's uh, another one, and he's like it's like four inches. Yeah, and um, Westworld, he's like four inches shorter than the other two, so it'd be quite fun. Yeah,
1: ask me no, because he's in Ragnarok. Any he He plays fake Thor. That's that's um. Liam Liam Hemsworth is the one in Hunger Games, and then the one in Ragnarok is. It's the other one. He's yeah. he's in uh, Westworld. The third one, <laughs> <laughs> not Liam. In the words, not of, Chris. in the words of um, ah, oh, what are they called? There we go.
0: I've just googled Hemsworth, and it just there's Chris Hemsworth, Liam Hemsworth,
1: and the Luke. other one isn't coming up. Luke. Luke Hemsworth. There we go. Yeah. yeah. He plays um. Yeah. He plays Thor in the play, in Ragnarok, doesn't he? yeah I'm glad that they're coming back as well yes we, we spoke in, um, about that last week thingy.
0: yeah they got Sam Elliott to do a cameo and Matt Damon to do a cameo yeah as a fake as an actor in a film. fat oh, heller. Great. yeah
1: this great I hope Scourge I hope I'm Scourge is involved the... in the play as well I thought Scourge died yeah he did it? but he doesn't no, I mean he can't be in the play Oh oh yeah have actor yeah. Scourge and just have Carlo Urban do it again. <laughs> yeah, just have Carl Urban do it again. Oh, Carl it Urban my head, with, you know it, with her and a bold. It wrecks my head that he's the same uh, guy as cavern. Billy Butcher.
0: They are a Billy Butcher is like what's no Scourge is like what Billy Butcher would have been as a kid. Yeah. Behold. He's like my, my stuff staff. and it's just a five hundred guns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a shake weight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Billy Butcher's favorite toy. What he does is he just gets a protein shake and he shakes it until the
1: bottle breaks. Absolutely,
0: right. Uh, there is
1: another option though yeah. that we that we spoke about as to who's behind the whole thing other than Kang, and that is that it's another Loki. Yeah. And who our previous, well, my previous theory
0: particularly was that it would be Richard E. Grant playing an older Loki, and Richard
1: E. Grant is playing does play an older Loki. But he's playing they got, they, classic they, Loki. You said it perfectly before. They got Richard E. Grant to wear yellow rubber undies, a green jumpsuit, <laughs> and a stupid fucking helmet. <laughs> and 21 years ago, we got the X-Men film,
0: which didn't do any comic accurate suits and made them all wear padded leather jumpsuits. Yeah. I fucking love this era. We of this have comic come, books come to live a in. long way. Yeah, there was a weird patch in about 2015 to 16 where the some of the films, particularly from DC and Marvel and some other stuff, sort of went a little bit less good. With, Ant-Man was okay. They were trying to take um, themselves a
1: little bit too seriously. Yeah.
0: And then once they started to realise that every film they were going to make made a billion pounds, Doesn't matter they just how went, all oh, right, it, okay, do we'll what do we what we want. We want. Yeah, Because Kevin Feige is a big comic fan, so he's quite happy because he he knows um, it'll
1: make money anyway yeah it's like how they gave Vision the comic accurate costume for Halloween in WandaVision
0: and uh, Elizabeth Olsen said in the uh, interview she had where she was given the job as um, Scarlet Witch they, uh, they said to her when you go and read comics and look it up online just know you'll never have to wear that costume so don't worry and literally five or six years after she debuts she's wearing that costume and everyone including herself went oh my god this is great yeah it's
1: just
0: it's really good to see that people are just we just we can just have fun with this stuff now because that post credit scene seeing that and we also see kid loki crocodile um, loki what reptile it's reptile loki in the um Subtitles. Who I'm also be- willing to believe comes from the reality with Throg, which is where Thor yep. is a frog.
1: Loki turns Thor that's into a frog.
0: Yep. I know about that. Comic. And uh, boastful Loki, boastful Loki. Um, who I've never heard who? of, and I don't know if it's a creation for the show. Uh, the uh, what's it called Loki with the hammer. Okay. On the on the left for us, yeah. I've and and that's not Richard really Egan a character I'm familiar all with, with, but I really hope that's Mjolnir. I really hope he's boastful because he's worthy of Mjolnir.
1: I. That's going oh, to be the difference. In I that hope reality. it's Mjolnir, but I can see them doing it as like, well, Thor had a hammer, so I needed something too.
0: I, To be honest, I'd also really enjoy that, but I'd also really enjoy, enjoy seeing Loki have Mjolnir, and now Loki tries to take it to use and it, he can't thinking lift it. it'll be, you know, because it'll set it up. Or we'll think it's some dead epic moment, and he just can't lift yeah. it. Because he never would be able to. There are three characters in the MCU that I... No, four, now that we've had Vision lift it as well, that I think could lift it. And yeah, we've but seen I, three. I, and, I, I've, and Loki's not the fourth. I think
1: I'm of the opinion that Vision doesn't count. Because he's a yeah. robot. Fair enough. Lift... Well, lifts can lift
0: Mule Nights yeah, Exactly. So, so can there we Vision. Go. Um, so there's three actual human characters. Well, non-robot characters, and two of them have lifted it. So we'll wait Who's to see if the ever happens. Which one... No, Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, Jane Foster, four. <laughs> it's four. Do you think Spider-Man could? Yes, absolutely. He's never he's done it once, I think, in the comics, and then they retconned it. Because mm. they they set well, something Sam. where... Um, uh, not yet. I think he could eventually, but I'm, I sort of don't really want to see anyone lift it after Steve unless it is Peter, just because it's Peter Parker. Yeah. He's the best. I, I, I think I, I, it, I remember reading something somewhere that most of the time he isn't worthy because part of the definition because of the sort of time and culture that thor is from to be considered worthy, you have to be willing to kill and peter parker isn't yeah so but i always th- um mm. he's sometimes not worthy but in sort of the, the more big really mainstream more. comics he does he's killed because he's, he when he was in the war he, he tries not to but he's yeah if it's like if he's in like a war fight or there's quite clearly a few of those hydra soldiers at the beginning of age of ultron died yeah, and at the beginning of The Winter Soldier as well. Yeah, like when he kicked he people off ships and stuff. He someone off a boat. Yeah, and he knocks out Batroc, which I, I'm still surprised Batroc isn't dead by literally just taking a penalty on his face. Yeah. But then we got him back in the show, and that was good. That was a good little yeah, callback. Yeah. I like Batroc the Leaper. I saw somewhere he's going to show up in one of the other shows, and I can't remember what it was. I
1: doubt it. I don't really see where he gets in here.
0: Uh, yeah. Appar- no, I, I don't know. I. I wouldn't be surprised if he shows up in Armour Wars to be fair, as working with Jaron Garter. Yeah, maybe. But it's not I'm not hundred percent mm. certain on
1: that. I also I saw on a on a um, TikTok the other day someone says someone claimed that Nat would be worthy of Mjolnir and that's just entirely not no, true. No. No,
0: wrong. Yeah. It's like saying Wanda would be worthy of holding it. Just because you're a massive fan of them doesn't mean they will. Yeah. Tony could have never lifted Mjolnir. Oh no. Even with the stones in his hand and I'm going to sacrifice myself to save everyone. Yeah, you still wouldn't have been no. able to lift me on there because the definition of the, the the feeling around that sort of the culture that Thor comes from just wouldn't accept Tony. No, it was always going to be Cap. Um, but I think lo- I'd like to see Loki try and lift that if it turns out to be Mjolnir, or even if it's not Mjolnir, it's just too heavy for him.
1: <laughs> yeah, like he actually tries to use it as a weapon. <laughs> that would but be he's just as fun. Yeah. That'll be a good thing. He goes
0: swing, he, like he gets some sort of like half swing on it and gets laughed at. I,
1: I, w- I want to know why why there's a crocodile. Yeah. I just. Uh, <laughs> just, just mate, just, just kid Loki keep, holding a keep crocodile. Keep your Kang, keep another Loki variant, controlling it. I just want to know why there's a fucking crocodile. The next two episodes are just backstory on the crocodile. I would take it, and then it, the show ends. To God. Uh, <laughs> Loki um, season two, just the crocodile, please. Now, have you ever? Heard of, it's gonna. This is
0: a massive thingy, but I'm gonna leave it in because this is just a chat. Have you ever heard of a TV show called Joe Perra Talks? Do you? No. It's on like Channel Four or something, and it's an American comic called Joe Pera, uh, and he has this character who's like a mild mannered, really polite, definitely autistic in some way, um, like comic character called uh, called Joe Perra, and he's got like a TV show where he's just in. I think Ohio or Michigan or something, and it's just him being nice. Like he, he just goes for breakfast in a restaurant, and he's just talking to people that he knows, and he's talking to you about his breakfast and why he loves certain things and the culture around the area. And I just, I'd like series two of Loki to just be the crocodile doing that on Asgard. Yeah, he just goes around and goes, "This is my favorite bar." That's I like the thing. To, uh, have a little mead and yeah. some jötnafrau. That's the
1: thing. What the fuck does? crocodile loki's asgard look like i want to see crocodile odin i want to see uh, crocodile
0: nah odin fucking... odin's got to be a dragon oh frigga's gonna be like a komodo dragon yeah.
1: it's just it's just thrall so many questions from one still image yeah. oh god it's great oh uh, have you are you
0: guessing that the word they've been taken to is that timeline we saw where it's like the destroyer well yeah because York.
1: that's very clearly stark tower
0: yeah oh to be fair you can't really oh because shit can you see in the background if it's Stark tower or not yeah I no I... i've
1: i got the my yeah. phone i mean i'm looking at the picture yeah, right know... now and it is cut off a bit but when i watched it on the telly you could definitely tell that it was stark tower oh fair enough
0: yeah i think um, it's pretty obvious that that's where the is it i can't really tell oh yeah no you can definitely see yeah because that's yeah. like the landing path. yeah that's facing definitely stark it, tower. facing you yeah you, it's it's like you're on the side rather than looking at it front on so like we normally do Yeah. Have... Yeah, Um, and I imagine that uh, the theory was always that's going to be a timeline when the Avengers last. I'm sort of half thinking that might be a timeline where all the stuff from the reset charges
1: and stuff just gets done. That was something I was going to mention. So, the fact that pruning someone doesn't kill them, it just sends them to wherever this place is. The reset charges. That must mean that the reset charges do the same thing. So, Sylvie's Asgard and her reality could just be there somewhere might be there and she could that's how that could be her out is that she just goes back and the gobi desert could just be in the corner (laughs) yeah with with a few mongolian folk being very confused
0: yeah just uh, he was here a minute ago and now there's like 75 of them that looks slightly different but sort of at the same and one of them's 12 and one's a crocodile that's the thing like how one was in the harry one was in the horrid henry (laughs) movie
1: that's the thing how many loki's are we gonna get because we're now up to six yeah Potentially seven, God. if if it, if it is a Loki. And we've
0: also had the little we've also had the little pictures. Um, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like four or five we more. Got, yeah, well,
1: Athlete think... Loki, Hulk Loki, Trickster, Trickster Loki, Loki, Viking, Viking Loki,
0: Loki. Yeah, Viking as well. Who? To be fair, Trickster Loki just looks like a hippie from the sixties. Yeah, well. But I, I, I remember seeing something today. I think it was a post, and it was like Loki's number was like L one one six eight or something. Which makes me think that there's been like nearly two there's been like eleven hundred twelve hundred Loki variants. Okay. Which I I just really enjoy you watching. also imagine if Mobius turned out to be an aged Loki variant. Eh,
1: no. <laughs> I'd hate yeah, it. No. But again, she... it, it with this show, anything's on on the cards. True. Um, but you said that Ravona's little number was a twenty three. Yes, which probably
0: could be a reference to the fact that she debuted. Uh, in Avengers issue 23 alongside the first um, appearance in an Avengers comic and the first use of the name Kang the Conqueror. There's so much just pointing to him that I think even if he doesn't actually show up, he'll be there in some sense, he'll be talked about his name will be revealed, we might get a picture on like a screen or something, even if that's it, but I'm a hundred percent convinced at this point that it is kang the conqueror yeah this isn't like mephisto whereas we're just waiting for little hints there's just they're not these aren't easter eggs they're almost just arrows going here look it's jonathan majors yeah yeah he's gonna play kang
1: yeah but like like i was saying before they can go either way and it's so it's so exciting to see what they're gonna do because I really don't know whether it's gonna be whether the main guy is gonna be Kang or whether it's gonna be another Loki. B- because like yeah, there's this A23 Ravona and Kang first issue Easter egg whatever, and it could it could just be an Easter egg because yeah. it's also Ravona's first appearance. You know, Kang might not Ravona necessarily... as a character pretty much almost exclusively in the comics
0: turns up. With Kang, she's always been like his, his number two, and the fact that she sort of seems to be the person that sits directly between the rest of the TVA and the time. Yeah, I guess, I guess so, I guess so. You made a point as well that you're not sure. Well, you said this to me uh, before we recorded that you're not sure if Ravona does know everything when Sylvie at the very end of the episode says, "I'm not going to kill you. Tell me everything." Yeah. Yeah. there's, like you said, there's a chance that Ravona actually doesn't know everything.
1: She thought the timekeepers were real. That's that is one of my questions. Is does Sylvie, mm-hmm. not Sylvie, does Ravona know that the timekeepers weren't real? Because obviously she was, she was knocked out when they were, like when it was killed and it was revealed to be a robot. She was knocked out. So does she know? If so, like. What is the benefit of that? Of her knowing? Because that leaves room for her to tell other people... And let the whole thing down. I feel like if, if I was... If it is Kang... I wouldn't reveal that if you want to keep the facade of the timekeepers. Because having your like number two... In this sense... Be unaware of you being the one that's actually doing pulling all the strings it would leave absolutely no room for you to be betrayed Also, why would she then bring them
0: in front of the timekeepers if, if she's Kang specifically yeah, yeah. that wants to kill them, what's the point of all the pomp circumstances, just take them there? Yeah, just take them to Kang yeah. just, it, it, there's, there's, there's so much pointing towards it but also the little points that I feel like may be there to point us off in ways where they will break the twist until they're explained. Yeah. Sort of I feel like there's stuff like that. Like I, I'm worried that Kang will show up in the last 10 minutes and we just get an expo dump and then cliffhanger.
1: You said you, said you wouldn't Mobi's mind on that, a jet though. ski.
0: I wouldn't mind it being on a thingy, but I don't want 10 minutes and then expo dump if Kang is going to turn up. I want him to turn up and like nothing's explained. Like okay, if he turns up, this is sort of who he is. What happens next? Bang Wh- thingy. Okay, yeah. But to do that, you will, for that, with this show basically directly leading into Doctor Strange 2, that feels like he would be the villain of Doctor Strange 2, and he's not. He's the villain of Ant-Man oh, 3. You also said that if yeah, it is canned, there's
1: a chance of a Scotland cameo.
0: Yeah, which I'm less certain of. That was just sort of a, you know what, they could do that actually to set it mm. up, but if it doesn't happen, it's not like, with also oh, the... I thought there was going to be an Ant-Man cameo. Yeah,
1: also the theory of it being in the Quantum Realm.
0: Yeah like if the TVA collapses and um, Scott comes in and is like oh shit there's something going on here. it's falling apart he goes in and he's like helping people out and that's where he meets Loki because them two have never met before that's true they had, they'd had, they never met and this is also a Loki that has also missed five years of character development It's also so he definitely won't have met Scott it's also a Ant Loki Man. Scott wasn't Ant-Man in 2012 yeah it's a Loki that ha- doesn't have Ant-Man exist yet yeah, exactly. Scott wasn't Ant-Man in 20... 20- he was still in prison yeah. when Loki, during the Avengers movie, I think.
1: Well, no, I, I, I don't yeah, think he'd he been in yet. I think he was in for two years. I don't know. I can't, I've not seen Ant-Man in that yeah, long. Yeah, I think time. he was in for two years. Ant-Man came out in 2015, so...
0: Yeah. Should have come out in 2009, but we won't discuss that. Okay. Actually, we will, just not now. Okay. Um, But yeah, another fucking stellar episode, the... What Tom Hiddleston? I think Tom Hiddleston said this was his favorite episode. I think he said it's. I, I think it. he said between four and five was his favorite. Yeah, I feel like they. I feel like this is gonna be a bit of a Falcon and Winter Soldier thing, where all the big plot beats happen in four and five, and in six, it's just the ending.
1: Was there only six of
0: Falcon like the, and Winter Soldier? Yeah, and then it was nine of um, one yeah. Vision not like there. Yeah, Falcon and Winter Soldier I feel like it went on for about That's nine That's what I mean. I... I loved it, but it did feel like a longer yeah. show. There was a. F- I think it's because the episodes were longer than one division though, as well. That's true. They were like. So we had close more to, to talk time. about with each week. Yeah. Yeah. Where this show is also doing, which is why I can get away with only being six episodes. Yeah. Because trying to trying to fit this into twenty minute episodes would be horrible.
1: This feels like a it like it feels like a film. If you were to put these yeah, it all on, feels like a really long. film. Also, if any like if anyone wants a good drinking game, watch when this is done, watch all six episodes back to back. And drink every time someone says Loki.
0: You will be... Okay, well, we will be that. Yeah, we'll do it. (laughs) Fuck it. Doing that over summer. We'll be paralytic. Do that that instead of
1: watching England on Saturday. Yeah, can do. (laughs) We'll test the waters with four episodes, and if if we can't make it through that, then we're going to die if we do six.
0: get to episode four, and we're just going, selfie, Loki! Ah, Just fucking screaming. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm definitely going to try that. I've never thought of that. Yeah. Not really much more to say. We've got everything out in, I'd say, definitely quite a short section that was. Sort of, yeah. it only took us, what, an hour and three minutes? Yeah, definitely. But, like, yeah. I think it. they did it again, though. That's our second longest section.
1: Yeah, they did it again where they kind yeah. of kept all the juicy, talkative bits in literally in the last, like, five minutes. Yeah, the MCU does that a lot. But like uh, the same stuff has it been has happening with, the last with three bad shows. batch as well. Oh shit! Yeah,
0: I suppose it, it. What it does is it get people are in it, and then what they do is obviously if you, uh, is why they say you can have an incredible film, but if you have a bad ending, people will not like the film because it's the last thing yeah. you have. It's sure. like if you go to a restaurant and get a shit dessert, you kick off, don't yeah. you? Yeah, you've. It's the last thing people see before they jump on Twitter or talk to their mates or record podcasts or whatever mm-hmm. it is. So you want that last punch to be? This is what we've got to talk about.
1: Yeah, which is it, it? It's also why I think post-credit scenes shouldn't be after the credits. They should be at the end. I don't mind a mid-credit
0: scene, but I hate an end-credit scene. Yeah. A mid-credit because it is only normally like two minutes, so it's it's like nipping for a piss. Mm-hmm. It's not. I don't really mind them. Well, I think we've I think yeah. we've run this dry. Yeah, I've exhausted it. We are going to take a quick break because I could do with about 75 cups of tea yeah. to rehydrate myself. Um, we'll be back in very short time um, talking about Empire our back. opinions on the Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, uh, Probably a much shorter segment um, just because we're, we're, it's, you don't have as much to talk probably, about. We can't speculate on probably it. We're just going to spend half an hour saying how good it is. Oh, yeah, just me. It's just us for half an hour and then... The last five minutes, of me going, I really like Luke versus Vader one. I think it's really mm-hmm. good. And then I don't know, we just finished the podcast. But yeah, Let me get really sad. We're we'll be back it's in downhill um, from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, <laughs> it is for quite a bit. Actually, it, it actually doesn't get it better. It doesn't. It's oh, really <laughs> um, sad. I know. But um, yeah, we'll be back in a few short moments with that. Um, but for the time being, stick your feet up, pause for a minute, go and get yourself a drink. And uh, thanks for listening to part one. We'll be with you back in a minute. cheers Hello everyone, welcome back to the Star Wars Podcast. This is part two of episode six. We've given our thoughts, discussion, and sort of speculation on Loki episode four and what is to come in the last two episodes. Very exciting times for all as MCU fans, particularly with that show. Um, And now we're going to be moving on to the past as opposed to the present. I'm reviewing the second released Star Wars movie, which is episode five, or as it was released in theaters, simply The Empire Strikes Back. Uh, I'm very excited to talk about this. Big.
1: Yeah. Like we said before, it's just going to be us gushing about it for probably half an hour.
0: Yeah, I, I have less to gush about, I think, with this than Star Wars, uh, than with the first one, just because it's sort of. It's more like a standard basic. This is just very good. Whereas Star Wars felt new. This is the sequel, so it's just more of what we had. Yeah. And you know a sequel that is just oh this is just more and it's done well are always the best sequels because they don't try in new ideas and fuck up anything
1: yeah like, stuff I does. remember a while ago I, I saw a video on YouTube it was about someone describing how to make the perfect sequel and w- one thing that I've always remembered from that is um, world building yeah and Empire does that very well yeah it D. does I. it almost perfectly particularly There's with so Yoda so many yeah like even just the the worlds they go to like Bespin, Dagobah, Hoth like even though no one lives on two of those places it makes the world as a whole feel expansive
0: yeah and even like the um when Leia and Han and stuff are stuck on that asteroid the fact that there's life on it and is yeah like you can get life anywhere and just new examples of different creatures and environments is just so cool and it's what's always made Star Wars amazing and why it's it sort of is the perfect place to set anything because it's such a big galaxy where ev- anything yeah. can happen you can set something that doesn't feel remotely connected to Star Wars ever and just say it exists there and you don't Yeah, yeah. any Star Wars I,
1: characters yeah I saw, a, I saw a video a while ago saying that the Star Wars universe and the galaxy is so big and so expansive that you could basically set any genre of film or story In the Star Wars universe, and it would completely make sense. Yeah, they could make so much stuff. You you could make a Western set on Tatooine, like that's what they kind of lent into in Mandalorian season two with that one guy that had Boba Fett's armor. Yeah, um, you can have a heist movie. You can have, like, you could fully lean into like the bounty hunter stuff, and there's just so many things you could do with it. And you can... Solo basically was a heist movie. You've not seen that yet, have you?
0: No, I've still not seen Solo, but like The Mandalorian had a heist episode on it. Exactly. And um, you get things like uh, the prequels and the Clone Wars where it's more political and you see these big cities mm-hmm. and people sort of doing diplomacy badly in three of the four examples. Yeah. Um, but yeah, doing like, it, can and have... it can be done in an engaging way and it makes sense because, yeah, it, yeah it's a human story, so you still have these kind of things especially when you've got a society so big and you can also have small little tribes like the night sisters with their use of the Mm force which feels like magic and all of that comes from particularly empire showing all these different groups and new places and new species like yoda and an explanation of the force and how everything binds it all together as which is how everything can coexist
1: yeah i think yoda's my favorite character in this film
0: uh, he's at definitely at his best in this film as well he, yeah. he's okay in uh, Return of the Jedi actually he's really good in Return of the Jedi he's not in it too much and we'll get to yeah, he's only in it for like that one scene yeah we'll get to his um, appearances in the prequels when we get there but in this film he just feels so mystical and amazing yeah it's, I
1: really like his introduction
0: yeah where he's just cause he kind he of poses
1: yeah. as just a, a local resident of Dagobah that knows of Yoda and he can, you know, he acts aloof. Yeah, because he's dead That's weird, acts like isn't he? an idiot. Yeah,
0: he's just like some little frog creature that messes about and steals food from a robot and stuff, and annoys mm-hmm. Luke. And when he said, when Obi Wan's like, "Go to Dagobah, meet Master Yoda. He's a great warrior who trained me." That's not what you'd expect, is it? Mm, exactly,
1: and like it's it's easy. It's 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 hard for us as viewers now, who've always known Yoda, to. Experience what it would have been like the first time, not knowing that that was Yoda.
0: Yeah, the sort of Cause oh, actually
1: it's actually very smart writing. Oh, it's really
0: good, and I saw a post about The Empire Strikes Back, which linked a little bit to Return of the Jedi and sort of not Return, Je- yeah, the Last Jedi, and how people reacted to that. And it's sort of it was quite fun because it was it was written as oh why is this weird green frog thing the Jedi Master that's so stupid They're, like something that looks like that could never be so strong in the Force and. I'm sort of glad that people didn't have that outtake. Like back then, when Star Wars was new, people did just watch films and go, "Oh, he's an alien," or what? Like he, they just accept things that they felt were good.
1: Yeah. And and I, yeah. I, I can see what you're trying to link it to there with the Last Jedi. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll come on to that when we will. I'm not we'll talking we'll about. We'll have a lengthy yeah. discussion about when yeah. we talk about that. The Last that, Jedi. that
0: points more about its fan reaction. I'm just saying, like here, it's sort of it's good that we have a universe where. People can't just accept things, and ninety-nine percent of that is because it's well written. Because yeah. em- Empire is the most well written in the in out of all of the Star Wars films, it's the got the best dialogue. It, it's got probably the best performances. Its plot is the best. It's so it's so fast, but you never feel overwhelmed with everything.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say like we talked in the New Hope episode about how well paced it is and then uh, like that would be hard to me that would be hard to follow but they followed it very well and like there's always something happening there's never really any downtime which doesn't always work in a film but for this one it really does
0: yeah it's like constant steady plot progression and then when it needs to it gets faster like you have you're learning new things about what the rebels have done now while they're on half uh and you can see Mm -hmm. luke progressing and then you get the stuff with the Wampa, and then it slows down a little bit as luke recovers We learn more about our characters and then we get the big battle and they go away and then it slows down while they're trying to run away and Luke's going through his training and it just, it keeps that nice steady flow of we're getting fast and then we'll bring it back down and then we bring it back up and it's really nice, you never get bored.
1: Speaking of uh, of the Wampa Cave, that's another example of how Star Wars fans have changed their perspective on things because... When he uses the Force to pull his lightsaber towards him. No one would have questioned that. Because you just
0: say, you say he used the Force because he did.
1: Yeah. He probably did, like, Luke probably doesn't even know that that is something that you can do with the Force, but, like, he did it because the writer said that's how it works. Yeah, I think there's. 40 years later, people are complaining that characters do new things with the Force that we've never seen before
0: yeah like luke i think canonically does it well obviously he hears ben kenobi at the end of um a new hope but then he doesn't see him again because when he sees him as a ghost he's like they're confused so luke's been training himself yeah. but and because he's so strong he was able to do that because he he was reaching out and he could feel the sort of that connection between him and the sabre and the force which is probably what mm-hmm. Rey could feel in the force awakens which again we'll get to but it's I, I, like you said, it's that perspective of the fans. that are quite able to just go, he's really strong because he can do that.
1: Yeah, and yeah. like I said, like people watching that in the theatre in 1980 probably gone, cool, they can move things with their mind. <laughs> yeah, because it's only the second and probably time not we seen them. Yeah, yeah. They've, not, just... they've not sat there and gone, that's not how the force works. They can't do that. They've that's never not how the force works. <laughs> That's not and how the force works.
0: It's it's the second time we see the force really do anything because in, in the first, mm-hmm. obviously in A New Hope, it's more just like a feeling. Um, yeah. Vader's able to use it to choke the Admiral. Um, but apart mm-hmm. from that, it's very it's used very little. Where in this film, it really is ramped up. You see obviously Luke doing that. You get more of those sort of... The force, he just senses things and then obviously all the training with yoda and lifting the x-wing out of the swamp which is one of the most badass yeah. things oh, some little green one of puppy. beautiful
1: moments in all of film
0: oh, it's just, just for the music alone are oh, the force theme which i think is obi-wan's theme in the in a new hope which john williams reworked into the force theme is just a fucking incredible piece of music
1: yeah it's like a mix of obi-wan's theme from a new hope and and the force theme
0: i just, think it's just so good yeah it's binary it's uh, binary sunset rework didn't it
1: yes yeah it's, yeah, it's also sunset.
0: it's also the first film to feature the imperial march uh which wasn't in a new hope which uh, really? i always seem to yeah I never noticed that if you actually go back and listen to it it never shows up it comes the, it's the first time you hear it is when the um star destroyer is coming over half and then um it isn't again really up until um the Return of the Jedi, where John Williams works. Yeah, they use it specifically a lot in be- the Jedi. Yeah, John Williams uses it specifically for Vader. It, it obviously turns up a lot around Vader because he's the personification of the Empire that we see in this film. Um, yeah. But it became quite personal to him in Return of the Jedi, which obviously, just a quick jump to that, the, the piano version or whatever it is that plays at the very end. Of his oh, death. yeah, the very end. Yeah.
1: That,
0: and it, that here's where we see that it.
1: Same, those same like notes at the end, like the wispy piano version. That plays when he's dying. Yeah. That plays when Rey goes to the destroyed Death Star in episode 9, which I was very proud of myself to notice at the theatre when I watched it.
0: One of the few things good about episode 9. Well, and very few. If yeah.
1: it has one thing, if it has two things, it's th- 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 cool camera work and good music. And lightsabers, cool. Yeah, lightsaber cool. It's but lightsaber so cool. always cool. Yeah,
0: especially in this film with... Um, obviously, I think you should probably tell this is films... This, this isn't really like a play-by-play. Play. We're just talking about whatever comes to mind and what we enjoy about this mm-hmm. particularly. Um, whereas we do try to the do... The film's we, been out twi- 40 uh, years. Like, yeah. If you've not seen
1: it, what, what are you doing? What are you and, doing here? And what if are you doing ha- with life?
0: And if you haven't seen it, you definitely know everything that happens in this film because I want to talk about Luke Vader 1, which for me... I don't know if it's my favorite but it's definitely what I would say I think is the best duel in the series. I it, would say I would say Luke Vader 2. I think that I think Luke Vader in 2 is probably my Jedi. favorite in terms of um just sort of de- definitely on screen. Uh, I've got yeah. some o- other opinions when it comes to the uh, animated versions, but I think films I think this is probably my choice for the best because it's so intense. It's almost like it's almost like a horror movie chase with Vader like coming through the smoke and just yeah, swinging yeah. at Luke with all his might, and it it's Luke very much they, they just put the running jump scare away. In it. Yeah, it's it's Luke just running away from things. I'd love to see this like directed by like Sam Raimi in his horror mo- his horror roots. Yeah, because it's, it, mean, it, it, it's maybe made... a rebooted Star Wars wouldn't be too bad. Oh God, shut up, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Remake it with Sebastian Stan and then have Jojo see where his like layer or something. Oh my god! <laughs> Disney getting their money grabbing claws on everything. Jesus, God, yeah. I think I think oh, it's so good, and it it ramps up the obviously the <laughs> scene thirty eight in the last the last film is a little bit dead. It's really good in context with the story and uh, the tension between them is still done dead well. But the sword fighting is absolute dog shit. Yeah, it, it's awful. Whereas in this film, it really I think probably because it's more Mark Hamill doing it because he's a slightly more nimble than. 75 year old alec guinness um but he does really well in this and there's a lot of particularly what i do like about um the original trilogy is that the the sabers feel like they have weight to them like like there's actually blades colliding with each other and yeah uh, like every block is something physical as opposed to just tap 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 spin spin um yeah which we come see later on which are great in their own way and i still love them but I, i love the it feels like a real sword fight and like it, because there is a blade attached to them at the end of the day well not a blade but like the pole that they used
1: yeah on on set there I, there is actually something there yeah
0: which to be fair there is on um again in the prequels but
1: in the prequels yeah yeah but it just it feels weightier here and I know uh, what you mean yeah, yeah like it,
0: there's more of a and it feels I, I, like i a sword. Also
1: see what you mean in the prequels as well where it kind of does feel like even though there was a physical pole there when they were filming, it doesn't feel like they're actually hitting two
0: swords against one another. It's like they're missing on purpose. It's like they're not swinging to hit. They're out a measure or something. Whereas yeah. in this film, it's like every block feels like if they didn't block there, he'd just cut him in half. Mm-hmm. And that's helped a lot by Vader being such a bigger, more intimidating presence than Luke. Because Mark Hamill's not a big guy, and David Prowse yeah. is, especially in that suit.
1: The thing is with Vader... Like, until Rogue One, we never really got, like, a scene of him, like, really demonstrating how powerful he is. Because I feel like, like,
0: to be fair, we did, but it was more in scale, because now, seeing those stuff that Vader does now is the stuff we we have been seeing for 40 years, whereas we haven't seen him for a while, and the Force and our expectations have progressed as they've had to do cooler and cooler things. Yeah. But that Rogue One scene is just fucking awesome.
1: I feel like we'll probably go something similar in, in Obi-Wan Kenobi as well.
0: Yeah, I'm, I... Particularly that it's yeah. going
1: to be Hayden Christensen wearing the suit and not, obviously David Prowse wouldn't be doing it now, but someone like David Prowse. Yeah,
0: I mean, David Prowse is also, unfortunately, no longer with us. I'm so, aware. Yeah. But um, he was also, fun fact, David Prowse was banned from Star Wars conventions that George Lucas was planning on attending because he just didn't like him. <laughs> fair enough it's just petty as fuck it's boss no I really I don't I don't like David Prowse no it's, well, it's like poetry know, you if
1: you don't get on you don't get on
0: poor yeah, oh, David may he rest in he, peace and George Lucas is worth a hell of a lot more money than David Prowse was that is true
1: he's worth Star, Star Wars happens without without David Prowse we can't say the same for George Lucas yeah.
0: Fun thing about David Price is he lied about on to get the job because they wanted him to be good at yeah, sword fight. Oh last shit! Time. Did I say last week? Yeah, oh, yeah. Heavy, whatever. I, I, I like retreading lines. <laughs> you do, not on purpose, but I do do it. Um, but yeah, there's. I, I feel like this this segment feels a little bit too short. I want to talk about more. Um, because I, I felt like I was running out of things to say then, but I want to talk more about. Yoda. Yeah, no, we've definitely
1: yeah. not covered everything. No, for, definitely like, not at all. For for instance, like this is the first time we see. Uh, properly, we see Boba Fett.
0: Yeah, it's true. Um, unless you count the... I mean, he does technically show up in A New Hope now. That's what I mean, he's in A New Hope. But... Yeah, And we don't count the holiday special.
1: No, we no we
0: don't. No, we really don't. It it was canon for a little bit as well. Yeah, and to be fair, the holiday special doesn't really count as canon, does it?
1: No, it doesn't. Even though it I've, was, I've it was never canon actually, for a bit. I think I've seen... Like clips of it, but I've never seen the full thing.
0: Oh, I've never! Seen, I'm not sitting through it. Apparently, it's apparently it's not even in that so bad it's good kind of thing. Like it's just dumb.
1: It's just terrible. Yeah,
0: yeah. I've got no plans on watching it. I'm not going to. <laughs> um,
1: Could we just be just no. one of them though, like car crash telly. You can't yeah. look away.
0: Boba Fett's never even called Boba Fett by name in the film, which I quite enjoy. He's just they always in, Vader always calls him Palpatine. Yeah, his name in the credits is Boba Fett, and was obviously yeah. from the beginning. Um, but and he's never it in
1: Return of the Jedi
0: yeah it's never said on screen which is quite fun Boba Fett to me is like oh. I grew up because I, obviously I got into Star Wars a little bit later I'd always heard of Boba Fett's so cool and he's awesome so I had these expectations and then I watched it and he's he doesn't really he do much he like yeah now. i met people saying oh Boba Fett goes out like a bitch like he's such a cool character what a waste and I'm like what does he do he just walks around looking cool and yeah he looks cool that, he doesn't do is, anything that is
1: literally it yeah. He's got a cool shape, and he
0: he looks cool. Yeah, they it Star Wars fans love original trilogy Boba Fett the same way we all love Heimdall because Heimdall is really cool. Yeah. but if you actually watch him, he doesn't really do much. He doesn't do anything. And at least he, he has a couple a of fight scenes. He just
1: sticks a sword in a clock
0: and turns it. And then, to be fair, dies quite in you know, a quite a badass way.
1: Yeah. But yeah, it's like. But people like Boba Fett because he's got a cool ship and he, he looks cool, but the Mandalorian has a cool ship and looks cool, but he's cool because he does cool stuff as well.
0: And it's Tem Marison, and Temur Morrison, and Yar Morrison's voice is badass as fuck. Mm. Uh. Who
1: plays him in the originals?
0: Uh, it's Jeremy Bullock, the name of the actor. Oh. I think he was voiced by someone else, but apparently uh we never, hear,
1: we never see his face anyway do we no
0: Tamir, we, we do see Jeremy Bullock's face but that's because he plays an admiral just as like a background character at one point okay uh, but that was it's literally a cameo It's not even listed in the credits yeah um but yeah I I for a little fact Demir Morrison when he used to see um Jeremy Bullock it Conventions. Instead of going, going over like hi, good to see you, they always go, "Who's your daddy?" or something to. It. <laughs> just everyone, because Tim Morrison, like, because he, he didn't show up and he never did a lot of interviews for years. I just assumed he didn't like Star Wars. And then since he's come back in Mando and he's talked about it, it looks like he, loves oh, being he clearly in it. loves it. Yeah, yeah. The, the amount of people that even people that you didn't expect to be Star Wars fans once they've been in it to come yeah. out and go like, ah, oh, I love it. To be part of this, it's so cool, and it doesn't come across like. It's had an incredibly well written and acted spiel, or they're genuinely just dead happy to be in there. Which well, I, he I would be, be doing.
1: He wouldn't be doing the book of Boba Fett if he didn't enjoy it.
0: No, I mean, I imagine they've offered him a shed load of money, but I, I, I don't mean, think, yeah, it, of course, I don't think it's going to be like shed load, shed load. Do it if you hate it, even if you hate it, kind of
1: money. But you probably got a shed load for the Mandalorian, so he probably wouldn't have needed to. Yeah, that's true. But like he, as, <laughs> he's only like sixty. So, I'm saying for the next, like, 20 years... And he looked
0: good for 60. He, yeah, does not, he doesn't if, look 60.
1: For the next 20 years, he's got a job. If he's needed, he's got a job.
0: I'd, I'd say 10 at a push.
1: 70 comes, comes hard on your bones. Yeah, that's true. But even if they want to do, like, a story about clones, like, after the fall of the Empire, he's there.
0: Yeah, if, if they want to do a Rex live action, they've got him on. get if they want yeah,
1: to do something about Rex...
0: If Cody shows up in Kenobi, which I think he's going to, got ten yeah. on the books, and Disney and Marvel's the agent tech. Well, no, well Disney's the agent Tech's is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Now, it is now anyway. Well, it's really good for Marvel. Star Wars ones have been a bit shaky. I well the, no, ex, that, the, the, the league Skywalker face that floats about oh, two inches away yeah. from where I it should were, be.
1: Uh, I thought you were on about Tarkin, where that wasn't that wasn't the agent. That was just literally constructing a I also from don't, don't think that CGI. looks too bad. No, it, it, like, that's why it's weird, because it looks perfect.
0: Yeah, I. it looks perfect, but also does look like it's built of CGI just because of how the textures are. Yeah. But the actual likeness to I think the, I think the layer one I think in perfect. Rogue
1: One looks a little bit better.
0: It's sort of... The one in Rogue One jumps about, because sometimes it looks... When she goes, like, hope her face like morphs, like, one minute it looks dead good, and the next minute it's dead creepy, and then it looks normal again. It's weird.
1: Hmm. But yeah, Timmy I Morrison. Mean, yeah. he's got a job for life. Yeah, I tell you, on the day agent, as long as are, he can be bothered to do it.
0: layer in, uh, layer and Luke in, re- um, the Rise of Skywalker in that little section looked perfect.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, they, there I wasn't, about that. there
0: was literally nothing wrong with that day agent. That
1: Particularly great. on layer as well.
0: Yeah, and if looked they just, perfect. they can just use the Marvel stuff, like Samuel L. Jackson's the agent and Captain Marvel in does Captain not. Marvel it's absolutely seamless. Same with Coulson. Yeah, but that's because Greg. Uh, Greg Clark just doesn't age.
1: Yeah, that's true. He, just he, doesn't. Does, he does look the same. Yeah. He's just got a bit more hair.
0: Just, yeah, it's all he does. You just put a wig on him. Hmm. Yeah. But I'd like to see
1: a de-aged Yoda. No, I'm joking. <laughs> de-aged Yoda. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what, though? Yoda is also a character that... Because he's like 900, so...
0: Yeah, that's what I was really like, excited for when the, the High Republic got announced. 'Cause I was like, Oh shit. Is, that, is years. that actually happening? Yeah, it's it's like in the middle of it now. They've got the comics coming out.
1: That Yoda has to be in that.
0: I can't remember it. I've not kept up with it, um, because it's a comics only event, then could you be asked? Um Oh, so it's not a film? No, it's just a story oh, it's just comics. They they've said it's gonna be comics only, but um they've now they've got that era they can just use them in future films if they want to. Like I
1: I thought that there was
0: even though Taika Waititi's meant to be doing Star Wars ten, I'm still holding our hope that it is a High Republic movie. Yeah,
1: I think I would, that you
0: Acolyte. Know. You know that TV show, The Acolyte. Yeah, that's apparently that's rumored to be set about around about the High Republic era.
1: Yeah, apparently that's hit some problems though. Or has it? I, I saw I, I saw a headline the other day about it, but I never read the article. That apparently that show is is it's like whether it's like the writer or the director has, has had some tr- troubles or something. Kathleen Kennedy. No, I'm joking. I don't hmm. even care. Yeah, it would, it, of all the shows that they've announced, it wasn't the one that I was.
0: To be fair, it was up there for me because yeah. I thought it, it'll either be High Republic, or it could be about a young Palpatine. So. Ooh, maybe. Or put, or potentially even Darth Bane. Or, or Plagueis. Ah, uh, I don't think it'll be Plagueis. I'd like to see a Darth Tenebris movie. Um, who's just he? He was Darth Plagueis' master. Okay. So you get Plagueis, and then you get sort of Tenebris' story. So it's like this is what led to Palpatine. This is what led to Plagueis, and we know that that's what led to Palpatine. Which I think it'd be yeah. quite fun to see. And also quite, um, yeah, I'd I'd really like to see young Yoda at some point, and particularly a younger Yoda that doesn't use a saber, because that's in this film he really oh. comes across like he was a Jedi that stopped using the lightsaber a long time ago. It just became so yeah, powerful he, he and wise. Yeah, he does come
1: across as a pacifist.
0: In this film, he definitely does. Yeah, because obviously he tells Luke, "You won't need your weapon when he goes into the cave," because he wants to focus on the for- th- Force, and he tells him not yeah. to go and fight. Thingy, it's like just just focus on yourself and the Force and let it trust it. And Luke doesn't. And
1: and that's why he sees <laughs> Vader.
0: And it's this is the same character that says, "Concentrate all your fire on their ships." So, yeah. It just like we'll get we'll get to that. Um But Yoda's just so mystical and mysterious and perfect in he this has the film.
1: Best, he has the best quotes in in this film as well.
0: Yeah, even if they are slightly out of order. <laughs>
1: what do you mean out of order?
0: Like out of how you would pronounce them.
1: Oh okay. Yeah. yeah. It's such a, it's such an interesting decision though to like make him speak like that.
0: If he spoke normal, he wouldn't be anywhere near as cool.
1: No, that's probably that true. true but like it will be interesting to see how if we do get more grogu content in the future how he speak he, like, like that? how he'll speak
0: yeah because i can't remember i don't know if one yaddle the com- comics with the were uh canon anymore and even if they are i can't remember how she's spoken it so okay i don't know if it is particularly with him um He's just he, oh, and yeah, he's just like his the, description the, of the force in this film is beautiful it's perfect yeah, yeah. it's a, it's like an energy field that binds us all together and it's just so opposite to the one we get in the force Away, not the force awakens in the phantom menace about the midichlorians
1: midichlorians yeah to be fair Again, they do eventually that's the find that, that balance i just don't understand there are a lot of decisions i don't understand in the phantom menace but it's like it it's not like it was still George Lucas writing the prequels, so I don't understand why he's changed his own law. Yeah, because he he sort of
0: he apparently he rushed the prequels. Apparently they went through on what was oh, essentially really? the first. Apparently they went through on like the first draft.
1: I can't imagine how that would be the case. I can't.
0: You know what? I would never notice that those lines weren't thought through for years.
1: <laughs> That's what I mean. <laughs> That's what I mean.
0: God. Yeah, to be Ugh. fair, they do eventually find a good balance with the midichlorians and Yoda's description of the Force. Um but yeah. that that comes in Clone Wars, which I imagine we will eventually talk about at some point.
1: Also also in also in the sequels as well, I think about how they like about how it's very evident that Han is Force sensitive, Finn is Force sensitive. Um Leia is now like in tune with the Force.
0: Yeah, I think the implicate you never see her use it in uh the In original the trilogy the but I'm pretty it's not even if it's not implied it's pretty much known that because she's Luke's sister and she's the son of yeah. v- she's the daughter of Vader that she is obviously going to be force sensitive she just doesn't use it because it's not her game mm-hmm. well she yeah. like
1: I think she says a few times about like well well. The the only example that I could possibly think of is when Luke tells her that they're siblings and she says like i know somehow i've always known
0: yeah because there's like the force it just, it mm. just connects them it's a yeah. binding force between us all it's 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 absolutely beautiful in this film it's it's, it's described so perfectly mm. i just i i love basically everything about this film the the obviously the big yeah, thing which I, i'm surprised we haven't mentioned that i am your father reveal it's done brilliantly but yeah that's true it, it's just yeah
1: i i think you would struggle to find person over the age of 12 years old that doesn't know that there
0: you're i I, if you if you walk into a high school in the uk and say to the Year 7s does anyone not know this scene and a lot of them might not have seen it but all of them will know what it is
1: yeah even if they've never seen it everyone knows that darth vader's luke vader's luke's Luke's, skywalker's father
0: yeah it's it's the most commonly misquoted film line in history yep it's
1: like every it never literally,
0: no it doesn't literally everyone it's not the mandela effect
1: you're all just idiots yeah
0: the mandela effect isn't real you just misremembered something yep and someone so many people misremembered it that they started saying it to people who then doubted themselves and misremembered it as well it's just a chain yeah. reaction god yeah anyway enough of uh, psychology and philosophy um yeah, I, I can't really say much about that because it's it's the most well known twist in film history. Everyone I'd like to knows
1: give it. A, I'd like to give a quick shout out to the greatest video game to ever be made, Lego Star Wars: The Complete Saga, and their reimagination of that scene.
0: I've never played so, Lego Star Wars, so I'm gonna oh, look that you're up later. A
1: criminal. Yeah, Or in criminal.
0: I think I have played it like on my mates' consoles, but I never played Lego games as a kid. So, but I'm gonna I'm so, gonna look that up and watch it later. Ah, oh, just don't spoil it. Don't spoil it, man. Oh, no. It'll be funny. Oh, fine. Because fine. I've seen the LEGO Star Wars holiday special from Disney Plus last year, and it's fucking awesome. <laughs> so, as <laughs> yeah, long as it's more no, of that humour. That's the
1: thing. Up until pff, maybe six or seven years ago, LEGO games didn't have dialogue.
0: Was it just like, yeah, mm-hmm, and a face yep, expression? just like, oh, like, that'll like that'll villagers in
1: Minecraft. They just used little grunts. Yeah, that would so, be fun. Yeah, yeah it's fantastic. I'm really, uh,
0: everything there is to say about this film has been said a million billion times.
1: That is true. Yeah,
0: but this is the series we're doing, and we've got to say it again because it's our opinion,
1: and we do have some, we don't really differ on opinion on this film in any way. No, not at all. Like, because these are the universally recognised good ones, we're not going to have different opinions. It's only when we get to the sequels and the prequels that... I don't know, we might have different opinions, but we'll definitely have things to say that might not have been said already.
0: Yeah, I have a slightly more positive view of the prequels than you in some cases, and I'm also probably a bit more harsh in certain honest,
1: I'm eager to rewatch them, because I haven't in a long time.
0: (sighs) To be fair, I watched Revenge of the the other day, um, but I watched that... You did, you
1: watched the four-hour cut.
0: Yeah, for anyone who's not heard, there's a guy on YouTube called Madman's Knowledge, shout-out, who... Did a four-hour cut of *Revenge of the Sith*, which was the, obviously the theatrically released film, mixed with the *Siege of Mandalore* arc from the Clone Wars, and isn't there a couple of
1: deleted scenes as well?
0: Uh, I'm not sure because I don't know. If they, I don't think they are finished. I can't remember to be honest, because um, it, it's it, been so long a, um, since I watched
1: just the regular theatrical cut of *Revenge of the Sith* that I can't really remember. Yeah, there's but, like um, a, the, a yeah. deleted scene of Padme and Bail Organa in like their little. They have like a meeting with other senators. Oh shit! Yeah, I think about there is. Things. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but um, yeah, Child to Him, me made that, and it's really, really good. Um, if you can find it out any legit way, particularly through him, then definitely go and watch it because it's it's a lot. It's a lot better than thingy. Uh, the theatrical cut. But if you are the type of person who's like jarred by, who would be jarred by jumping from animation to live action, then de- just don't watch it because mm-hmm. it's a, it would be unwatchable for you to have another nearly two hours of animated stuff put in with two and a half hours of live action but to me it doesn't bother me and it's really good yeah. Um, so yeah that was a small diss track but, uh, not diss track um, tangent but um, where were you yeah. diss track from? <laughs> I don't know I, I, I think I went to go with like di- detraction from what we were talking about but and you've ended
1: up saying diss track suddenly
0: I've just gone your EP flops you need to be stopped yeah. Um, oh yeah this, it's, it's a great film I don't really have anything more to say about it do you want to a little final point before we go Um,
1: uh, Lucas and Leia's dodgy Yeah. they hadn't planned that they were siblings yet so it's redeemable
0: yeah it's fine it's better than Loki and Sylvie (laughs) Mm. although I'm now not really I'm now looking at Loki because not only
1: did the characters not know that they were brother and sister the writers didn't know that they were brother and sister so I think that can kind of be excused
0: no no it's better it's more acceptable than than Loki and Sylvie um, which now I'm looking back on it, given that they are the same person, if they shagged, it's technically just a wank. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, what, what are you going to do? Um, but yeah, on that, you know what? I'm going to finish it there. Um, on
1: that bombshell.
0: Yeah, it's time to end. Thank you very much. Good night. Um, thanks for listening. Another uh, great episode of Loki this week. We've talked about that. We've got through our just gush. Of the empire strikes back and all the tangents that come with that and we will be back this weekend with our review of the bad batch episode nine along with the marvel topic which is yet to be announced um but we will say it obviously in the episode so stick around for that you got your little surprise coming there and thank you very much for watching we will be back at the weekend i've been jim i ben's also been here so say goodbye yes, ben yes. yeah in a bit yeah and um yeah tara thanks for watching and we'll see you soon
1: bye